What's up guys, this is the host of No Holding Back, Chris Yellow. As you guys know, with technology improving at such a fast rate, it is really enhancing every aspect of our human lives. So it's making our lives so much more easier, but the problem is, is that it's making us way too dependent on technology, making us so much more lazier. So that begs the question, can technology lead to artificial intelligence? to take over the human race. And today we have Giovanni back on the podcast to determine whether or not if this is possible. And we'll be breaking down movies as well that could, you know, possibly determine how our future may look like. So thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Uh, it's my pleasure, Chris. Thank you for having me, especially for this topic. It's a good one I love to talk about. No problem, man. So let's dive into it right now. How much has... Artificial intelligence improved over the last couple of decades. It has improved greatly, Chris. Let me tell you, from being a little specs in our lives, you know, a little technology here and there, it has become almost integrated in all every aspect of our life. You know, even the workforce and at the home and the car, it just technology's everywhere now. And, you know, should we be scared of a potential takeover by artificial intelligence um should we be scared the question is sh- what should we do not to be scared you know it's 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 something that um yeah i mean no not really and yes it's it's a between question because you know it could help us for the better in the future and if it gets too smart we should say or too intelligent then yes we should be scared you know um, we've got some movies out there that kind of determine that really and with that being said, like, we have to learn to kind of separate ourselves uh, from, you know, technology because we're, be- we're becoming more and more dependent as technology improves over the years. 100%. We're becoming more lazy and, you know, as we work on, you know, enhancing, you know, uh, artificial intelligence, maybe it's going to cause them to have an its own mind, you know, mm-hmm. a, a mind of its own and, you know, overtake us. And if we're not careful and we let this happen, you know, it can lead to so many problems. And what kind of problems can you see this uh, occurring? Well, I mean, I could see how it could legitimately take over the world. Um, that's one aspect of it. Another one, it could be that we could end up jobless, you know. Uh, already, there are some jobs that are taken over by robots. So, um, yeah, it could lead to it could lead to many things, many many outcomes. So yeah, for example, like if you look at you know factories back then, you had you know people in factories making workers, things. Yeah. Now, less and less, you see workers working at factories, and you see robotics taking over uh, people's jobs. You know, yeah, all the way, and. You know, a lot of those people should be scared. You know, people that, you know, are accustomed to working in factories with their hands, you know, uh, with artificial intelligence improving, you know, it takes away from uh, people working regular jobs. And, you know, they take a long time, you know, to get stuff done. But artificial intelligence and robotics are 10 times more quicker Mm -hmm. and get the job done sometimes even better, even better than a regular person would you know for for robotics in the workforce i mean it's like a, it's like cars 
Um, a gas car is going to cost you so little at the beginning, but it's going to cost you a lot on gas later on and any maintenance. For, let's say, an electric car, it's going to cost you a big chunk in the beginning, you know, a big price, and then after you're barely paying for gas because it's not really gas, it's electricity. Same thing with robotics. You know, with a worker, you have to pay him a weekly wage, uh, hour, oh, sorry, an hourly wage, with a weekly salary, and, you know, it's and if ever they're injured and you're going to be kept behind on production or if anything, something happens, you know, you have to look for another worker. A robot, it's there. You pay one big chunk, you put it on the force, on the, on the work line, and there it goes. It's off to work. And you barely have to pay anything for maintenance because it's, it's simple repairs. It's all wires and, and cables, you know, just simple machinery. Yeah, but, you know, some people say that with robotics, you know, working in factories... If there's a technical problem, it affects the whole production process. Well, you know, that's what it's said to be, but we have overcome that, uh, actually. Um, now there's certain products where, uh, well, certain production lines, where the product would actually divert into another section, like a, like a plan B section, and it will continue there while the robotic arms will be, uh, will be repaired. So basically, we have a robotic system under a robotic system. That way, if a robot does fail overnight, even because now with robotics, we do production overnight, there's always going to be a plan B route, also known as the Kanban, which I have learned in my engineering field. And, you know, not only that, what can you put potentially see as artificially intelligence, you know, artificial intelligence, you know, improving over the years? What, what can you potentially see as, you know, a threat to the human race um i could see it as potentially i mean i could see it as uh, like i mentioned before it could take over jobs right uh, it could take over the world um in worst cases we could actually be enslaved <laughs> by these robots but um yeah no honestly it, it's it's something that only the future could tell and not only that what can potentially lead to the takeover of artificial intelligence? What could potentially lead to it is is us. It's our greed for for advancement in human life and and human evolution. You know, um, right now I believe there's there's a big uh, increase in the want of intergalactic travel, and to do that we need you know we need robotic development, we need uh, technology. So honestly, the the only reason that the only way we could get there. Uh, the potential threat, I would say, is us, is us ourselves, where we are advancing so fast in technology and, you know, trying to figure out certain ways to make lives easier so quickly that we're going to lose ourselves in our steps and tumble and fall, and that's what's going to happen. And what are the few ways that artificial intelligence helps us, apart from, you know, robotics helping us uh, increase the the workload at a factory, for example? Well, it could help, you know, like, of course, you know, of course it could help us, definitely, um, for an example, being the Neuralink by uh, Elon Musk, who's actually looking into it right now, um, it's basically a chip that you can integrate into your head, and it can help with many stuff. You know, it can help with disabilities such as uh, um, depression, anxiety, and even Parkinson's, where it could control it. You know, and and the anxiety controls your hormone levels. Same thing with depression. So yeah, you know, if we do travel at this speed, at you know, at this rate. It's good because, you know, there's more and more problems coming about in our humans ourselves that are natural, like hormone levels, for example, anxiety, depression, and other disabilities, where it could help us. But this chip could potentially lead to, um, you know, health issues as well. Oh, definitely. You know, this is the first ever. It's a new milestone. 
so of course it's gonna lead to um, it's gonna lead to difficulties most probably for example like a vaccine you know once you input it once you put in your test subjects you see the defects and you fix it from there so it's all, like I said it's all part of an evolution and it's obviously gonna take so many years to master to prevent all those health risks you definitely, know definitely and you know Elon Musk is obviously a smart guy you know he's in a, he's not gonna give up easily if it doesn't work the first time he's gonna go again he's yeah. gonna go again he's I just it might come to the expense of, you know, uh, the death of some test some subjects, subjects as well. So hopefully that does not lead to that case. And hopefully he gets it in one shot. But this is something that he has to be very, very careful when developing. But it would be great, you know, if this chip does come out. I mean, think about all the, the kids even or the, the adults suffering from depression or anxiety or any sh uh, high stress levels. You know, it's, it's going to calm them and actually bring them back to their normal 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 levels but personally speaking would you actually get that chip integrated only into, I, into yourself only if i really need it you know they say it, it, it does other cool stuff like stream music to your brain but honestly i wouldn't want to um screw around too much with my body so I, personally i wouldn't want it depending on my situation uh, and same thing for me too you know i i don't i think uh we're okay yeah. We're not we know we're not perfect, but we're okay the way we are. We don't need to integrate technology or yeah. anything inside of us to enhance our capabilities. You know, especially with the risk of, you know, health issues. You know, I'm not going to take the chance but just because I want to improve myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I would like to die of natural causes or something, not because of a failed experiment. Of course. And you know, it goes back to the saying of don't you don't abuse use, right? It's um, it's something as if you don't need it, then you don't need it. If you want it, then that's different. There's a difference between want and need. And like you said, with artificial intelligence improving at such a fast rate, what can we potentially do to prevent a takeover? Um, what could we potentially do? Uh, like I mentioned before, slow down, take it easy. I know, I know, um, the human, you know, us scientists uh, and other professionals out there, engineers want to get get working on technology and you know get to the bottom line quickly but to prevent the takeover i think we have to take it easy and i guess create some some safety some safety measures you know while while going into this technology and to what extent have humans become so dependent on technology that they're starting to become so lazy oh, you know that's a very good question to a very high extent um take example the uh, the tesla car you know self-driving that is that is artificial intelligence right there you know and it's and it's not only yeah it is dangerous of course but it makes us even if it wasn't dangerous it makes us lazy as a human ourselves you know what's next uh, um a bed that takes you out of bed on on your own a, a shower that takes a shower on your own so you don't have to move i mean it's gonna lead to a lot of obesity problems yeah and i mean a lot of people suffer from that already and you know you have vehicles you know like you said that are self-driven self now yeah. and sometimes let's say there's a malfunction with that it could lead to a lot of accidents too oh yeah of course you know i mean it's not something that's gonna work 100 percent. i mean uh, if, if a simple road change because of construction you have to update that software quickly because then the car's gonna think of something else and oh my god drive you off a bridge when it's not even built so it, it's something that technology we have we have to cope with our own invention it that that's technology and imagine like someone who uh, has to amputate their legs, for example. Uh, 
as the years go on and how at the at the pace of how fast you know um, technology has improved can you potentially see a guy who is missing legs you know to get robotic legs and feel uh the sense of you know like walking again mm-hmm. of course and that's honestly on the plus side so of course before i get into that technology has a big negative side and a big positive side it's not like it has it leans more to one side than the other but in the case of of uh, a guy missing legs or even paralysis where he does have his legs but really doesn't because he can't move them robots it, the robotic thing like technology just helps it you know if a guy let's say for example a guy has no legs and he creates some robotic leg that could work with it no problem. Maybe you can make the leg feel too. You know, he could have a new whole sense in his legs again. That's very possible. Even a guy who's paralyzed and does have his legs, the robot, the robot doesn't need a chip in it to work. It could even be manual, where you just stick it and it, you know attach it to the leg and help help the, the the paralyzed person walk walk again. You know. Yeah, I mean that situation. You know that idea came to me uh, due to watching movies like RoboCop, where he's oh, half. Yeah. Half human and half robot yeah. and he has you know a feeling of his uh legs again his arms so basically after the accident losing you know uh control uh to use m- most of his fu- uh, bodily functions mm-hmm. yeah. you know that's where i would think that's a scenario we could potentially see in the future definitely if, especially how fast you know how every how fast everything is moving now technology is really making our lives so much more easier but like you were saying we're becoming more dependent becoming more lazy can lead mm-hmm. to obesity problems um i just wanted to say you know what can we do to help people that really could benefit off this like we said amputees can a benefit off this who else could benefit off this uh, of the technology you're talking about yeah exactly well um i mean Oof, uh, you got people obviously you know also uh, an example could be people with uh, simple organ failures you know uh, for example I, I've heard some stories where uh, livers or even bladders have been replaced with a, uh, a artificial one um, therefore instead of having transplants you would just make one fit it in the body and there you go you know brand new uh, but there is some downsides to that where the body doesn't take it as well and you know feels as if as if an enemy in quotations is 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 in you so the body kind of rejects the the artificial part but sometimes it happens where the, where the body uh, accepts it and you know you brand new as if nothing ever happened and my personal take on this is that you know i think we should start by using artificial intelligence to help the people that need it most so like i was saying amputees, yeah. uh people that need you know uh, a battery heart you know yeah. to continue living Artificial um, organs. yeah artificial organs as well and you know e- even if it like like factories like we mentioned before if it could speed up the process of you know production, production obviously it's amazing but it has to get the job done properly oh yeah of course you know you can't have you know robotics and artificial intelligence doing the job of a human but they're not doing it properly well i mean if you're talking about artificial intelligence it's really it's it's in the name. It's intelligence. It's really intelligent. Actually, it's been shown to do more precise work than an, than a human worker, and obviously at no uh, affection, no exhaustion. You know, right? They have no um, heart beating hearts, but they get tired, need to eat. They're just fed on electricity. So yeah, I mean, 
For us to program it and to put it in such an industry, we have to make sure it's precise. And honestly, they, they are precise. They are very precise. They make cars, uh, for example, in Tesla factories, it's mostly robotic arms building the cars. So, yeah. And I, I have no doubt about that. Nothing against that either, because if we've reached a point where, you know, robotics, artificial intelligence, and technology in general are superior than the work of a human, mm-hmm. and they get the job done properly and better than a human would, then there's no doubt in my mind that that's the route to go. Of course. And I just wanted to conclude this by, you know, analyzing movies that might depict a realistic future with, you know, artificial intelligence at the helm of the human race. So let's start with Wally. Oh, my favorite one is Wally. Yeah, you know, you have Wally where you see a futuristic Earth where there's not a lot of humans inhabiting the Earth. Wally, you know, and, and other abandoned, you know, Robots are roaming the earth. And cleaning, yeah. Uh, humans have, they're, they're like, you know, extinct at that point. Uh, even Wally himself, you know, he's kind of extinct as well because he's regarded as a old robot. Exactly. And you see all these future uh, robots like Eve, if mm-hmm. I'm mistaken, that's what her name Eve, is. Yeah. Uh, you know, have, you know, helped the remaining humans that have left earth on you know dealing with earth and it's so funny how you look at you know i think he's the captain of the spaceship how obese he is because he's so dependent on technology technology. and i was just gonna say that right now how the wally movie is actually just now that you mentioned has just covered everything we've spoken you know uh, on the earth you know there's global warming and that's why there's so much heat and garbage because of the plastic wastes and that's why they, they created technology to clean it up which didn't work in the end because the technology was old. Then they made new technology, went to space to live there because the Earth was inhabitable anymore, and they made newer robots. And as you can see, they, they're, they're in floating chairs. Everything that was done, it was done by robots. You know, I remember one clip, there, there, was, there was, one of, uh, was a character who was pretty obese, and there was a robot that was made just to help her into the water of the pool. It's going to come to that point, you know? That's, that's exactly what we're talking about. And I think that would be the most realistic outcome out of all the movies that I'm going to mention next. Because, you know, if we fail to detach ourselves from technology, mm-hmm. we, we, we will become like that. Maybe not us, but our kids or our kids' kids, you know, oh, yeah. like down the line. Yeah. You know, yeah. Generations yeah. will be affected because of their dependence on technology. technology. So now moving on to the Terminator. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the bad... The bad side of the ...side yeah. of artificial intelligence. The worst outcome yeah, possible. Yeah, worst is basically the worst outcome uh, possible. What are the chances of that happening? Oh, that's honestly the same uh, same amount of chances of, uh, of, the, of, it being, of, of it being the good side, you know? Um, but, I mean, that that's, that's to a certain extent where we would program the robots themselves to take over the world. I mean... There's this robot that's called Sonya. It's, it's all over the internet. If you just search up uh, Sonya or the robot, you're going to find it all around the place where they have programmed her to learn on her own. So when she sees something, she takes it in. Now, see, that's related to a Terminator because they're basically seeing them around them. They're taking it in and themselves, learning as, as a human, just, uh, you know, as if, as if a human would, and then putting that 
learning that knowledge to some, to something else and that's honestly when you come to that point and yeah that's that's also very possible and it's not only that i don't think it's going to be humans versus robots but i think we're going to come to a point where wars are going to be fought between our robots and other robots and other robots definitely and we're going to be uh, sitting down on the sidelines you know controlling, controlling them yeah. or maybe they're controlling themselves and we've programmed them you know to defeat the the enemy well you know here that that actually brings me to a, a robot made from um, from russians actually called the fedor um it's a humanoid robot it actually just looks like the like robocot itself and um it actually uses tools drives cars and shoots guns as a regular human for example there's a video if you just search up fedor you know, it's only one video on the, on the internet it shows a robot shooting two guns at a target uh, three by six it's a, it's, a, it's there's uh, 18 targets and um they're they're basically lined up in, in a form of three by six right like a square and in each gun there are nine bullets the robot the robot knew how t- knew when the bullets were done by hope by calculating the weight of the gun so it would shoot at each target and at the end stop shooting because it knew that there was no more bullets in the gun so and this was all programmed by humans right and also on each shot it never missed all straight on now moving up apart from you know terminators and you know and you know death robots yeah. how like robots could be fighting our wars but how about a scenario like robocop where it helps us where we use we mix technology artificial intelligence whatever you want to call it with Humans. human life to you know you know help us you know get by everyday life or maybe in in this case robocop you know the police force yeah well i mean l- like we said before with the, with the, the paralyzed men this is actually very good because it gives an extra big opportunity for um, military men who were unfortunately, um, you know, have, have come across a grenade and lost their legs or, or been shot in the arm and had the arm amputated. So like we talked about before, the yeah, amputees, how, exactly. they, how they could benefit off of this. Of course, amputees could benefit off this, especially, like I said, the military men. You could give them artificial legs and... You know, if of course those guys once they get hit, they don't want they don't want to stay at home, and you know amputated. They also they also want to get back in the force and go get back what they lost. So you you give these guys another chance to to go make themselves feel happy. human again. Yeah, to go feel human again. And you know it's honestly great because instead of them staying at home with no with no pension, no no money get or offered by the government. You could actually give them their their life back almost by this talking by this the technology themselves. And like you were mentioning before, how amputees could you know benefit off you know the mix between artificial intelligence and our our human bodies. You know, there's a TV show that I know you and your dad love to watch. The yeah. Six Million Dollar Yeah, man. Six Million Dollar Man. Honestly, I really love that show. Uh, it's basically it's about a man who actually got uh, all his body parts. Um, blown away and uh the government issued an experiment to invest a bunch of money on rebuilding him solely by robots and he becomes a superhuman he jumps high he fights well he fights hard he just he's a basically like i said a superhuman yeah you know it's like uh i think the you know the most recent example of that is uh bucky 
from, yes, uh, from, from the uh, Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. You know, yeah, he has a robotic arm, but that arm, you know, makes him feel, you know, human again. You know, it's only one limb that he was missing, but he's considered an amputee. Of course. Because he lost it in World War Two, And obviously there's like the whole, you know, situation of Russians being behind, you know, uh, his mental capacity and what he's able to do. He's used as a weapon. So like we were saying about the $6 million man, Robocop, Bucky from the Avengers, Marvel, um, they're all used as weapons. It's a mixture of, you know, robotics, uh, artificial intelligence, and uh, human bodies. Here, let me tell you this. If you were so happened, God forbid it, but you were so happened to, to lose a leg and lose an arm, would you say no if we had the technology to replace those that leg, the leg, and the arm? Well, obviously not. I think uh, anybody would accept that. You know, they would just to feel wholesome again. Of course. To feel uh, 100% as a human after, you know, the incident of losing a body part. Devastating. It's that, devastating. Uh, you know, makes them feel handicapped yeah. compared to the rest of the world. I think they would definitely do that. You know, I mean, yeah. They might be looked at strangely, but if they're happy and they feel like they could uh, carry on with their daily lives like like they once have, you know, I think there's no problem with that. And moving on to the next movie, the last one we have, iRobot. Yes, iRobot. That's basically, I think iRobot has the most realistic um, scenario of, of technology amongst the humans. You know, it just shows the way how uh, the robot was living amongst us, uh, amongst humans, and they're just living as if they're you know, just another species, just another another nation. And it wasn't too big, you know, just integrating in our lives. And then slowly, slowly, they started taking over what they wanted theirs. Well, it led to one rebelling, being smarter than the others. Exactly. You know, killing off. You know, it just uh, takes one. You know, other humans, and then influencing the rest of the robots to do the same and that's what's scary because all it takes is one There's bad one apple bad apple exactly to lead to an hor- horrific you know situation such as you know what occurs in that movie and yeah to uh, there's an invention in which relates to the irobot movie and uh, it's actually this these two robots that are actually uh, square like you know just little square robots called the chatbots um one named Alice and the other one named Bob, and um, these guys. Okay, we'll call it guys, but you know, I don't know how what to refer to. But we'll call it guys. Um, these uh, guys uh, overnight have made their own language, and what happened was the, the the engineers and the scientists came back the next morning into the lab to find that these two robots were talking to each other in in English. But it was in mixed up words that they could not decipher. It was it was ridiculous. And that shows how back to what we were saying about that one rotten apple that changes everything. That that was basically them. That was very close to them. But they had said to throw the blueprints into the fire, which that we don't know if they really did or not. But um yeah, that's how bad it was. That they created their own language on their own. So they developed their own like like language basically to communicate to one another. To one another, only them two. No one else understood it. Nothing, and also, I mean, to also read to the movie, but in a way, not that it takes us over, like the technology that would take us over, but more that how it would help us is actually robot-controlled Beatles, uh, which was created at MIT, 
and um, it's basically a device that's used on beetles, uh, the big ones, not any small backyard ones, the actual beetles, that um, it actually you could control the beetles themselves. And it's harm, it's perfectly harmless. It's just a device that goes on the beetle's back, a tiny, very small little device that goes on the back or on the head, and uh, uses waves to direct the beetle in certain directions, and which can be controlled by a human. Now this could be this could be used for many many things to look in simple as simply to look into little crevices where it's important to look you know or even um, at a certain level to spy on another uh, nation or uh, someone else you know it could be used in uh, detective work. I mean I think we've seen that in so many movies where devices were used in spy movies yeah. to spy on the enemy for example. Of course and you know like for example. Um, you, you see mostly uh, flying robot flies where they stick in a corner and they look down with the camera on what's happening. That's basically a step closer to that possibility, that real, that fiction turning into reality. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast oh, once again, pleasure. discussing conspiracy theories as we always do. And if you guys have any um, ideas of what we could talk about next, Go ahead, comment uh, in the sec- in the comment section below, and we'll answer your demands and hopefully discuss something that we both feel passionate about. So I just want to thank all the viewers once again for uh, you know supporting me, liking my videos, and watching my past videos. And is there anything else you would like to say before we conclude this? Well, I just want to say thank you once again, Chris, for having me back on the podcast. Honestly, it's a very it's a big pleasure to do this, and uh, I just want to say uh, thank you for. Uh, to the audience also for, for listening to us and and uh, understanding what we have to say. No problem, man. So I just wanted to say thank you so much, guys, it's once again. And have a good one, guys.